Hey, my name is Kelsey, and this is When I Grow Up, a podcast all about the lessons we would tell our younger selves, plus the stories of everyday people in their extraordinary lives. Get ready for some real, honest conversations about life, business, and mindset, all to help you get inspired and ready to take on the world. Whether you're starting a business, growing your empire, or seeking inspiration, I welcome you to the podcast. So pour a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and get ready for today's episode of When I Grow Up. Oh my gosh. Cat's out of the freaking bag, everyone. 10 years. I've been waiting for this moment. We're engaged. And, you know, I tried my best. I tried to convince, to persuade, to encourage Matt to join me on this episode. And at the end of the day, he got camera shy, he got microphone shy, and just couldn't do it. And you know what? I'm a doer. I'm a doer and the people, you have been asking for this content, so I am going to serve it up to you. And you and I are just going to hang out and I'm going to tell you the story of how we got engaged after 10 years of being together, but also how it ties into business. Because I think when we got engaged, I quickly went to Spotify. I'm a Spotify girl. And if you're not familiar, podcasts kind of work like Google. Like you can Google different topics, different shows and stuff will show up. And I was searching for content that would help a business owner plan a wedding. And there's nothing out there in this area. So we're going to lean into that. Today's conversation is, yes, the juicy story of how this all came to be, but also some takeaways and some key strategies I'm implementing myself as I'm planning this big old party that we're going to be having in less than 10 months. So without further ado, let's just dive right in. (sighs) 10 years. I feel like we've lived nine lives in that time together. And if you know me, you may know the whole story of how we met. If you haven't, I will give you the quick Cliff Notes version. We met in college at Washington State University at Go Cougs. And we were friends first. We were like best friends. Like I would be going to Walmart. That was like the only grocery store in town. And I would call up Matt and be like, hey, I'm going to Walmart. You want to come with me? We just had like this instant friendship from the beginning. And I always truthfully thought he was kind of cute, but it was never like anything I was actively pursuing. It was never like he was an option. In fact, I remember trying to set him up with multiple people. Sorry to friends and family who may have been affected by this. But yeah, I would genuinely try to set him up with people and it just never worked. Obviously, now we know why. But long story short, our starting story took a long time. So therefore, our engagement story, of course, is going to take a long time. We start dating, end of college. We're together for 10 years. In that time frame, we both graduate from business school. He moves back to, quote unquote, the West Side and pursues a career with his family. I stay in Pullman, Washington, Eastern Washington, and have an identity crisis about my career and what I'm doing. I end up moving back to the West Side. I get a career job. He quits his job right as I'm going to hair school. It just was this wild time where both of us are truly finding ourselves as individuals and grownups, but we happen to just continue to stay dating during this time. So a lot of soul searching, a lot of me switching careers, him switching careers, supporting each other through that loss and hardship and learning to communicate, learning to be a team. It was not easy. I'm going to be honest. It was not easy. It was not always easy. But at the end of the day, I always said, you know, we're friends first. And if this ever changes and either of us loses feelings for the other, we we owe it to ourselves to be honest about that. And I look back and I think that we just laid a really solid foundation as a team. And it's cool because we both got to really focus on ourselves and grow ourselves, which is important. 
I went on to hair school and opened my own business. And now I'm in this business. And he was able to go back to school for engineering, get his degree and get engineering job. So both of us did a lot of growth in these 10 years. Enough of that junk, though. I want to like bring you up to speed on how it actually happened. Because I think realistically, that's what all of you want is that story. And it's it's a good one. So to know that story, you have to know a tiny bit of history, which is Thanksgiving. We typically go to Matt's aunt's house and it's a big family. There's like 20 plus people. We've asked my family to come multiple times throughout the years and just schedules didn't work out. So that's not a new thing. And this year they actually came and no, no one knew. My dad knew, but he was not the one pushing the family to come, let's say to Thanksgiving. It was my mom and I ultimately just wanted her to be there. We had just had a death in the family. It felt like the time I wanted all of our families to be together. And honestly, from my selfish perspective, it was just easier to have us all together, not knowing all of this was going to go down the way that it did. And then Matt also had been asking about what rings I liked. We went ring shopping and looked at things. And ultimately, I just said, you know, this is generally kind of the style I like, but please go pick it out. I don't want to have say over that. I want to be surprised. So I knew it was on the radar. Did I know it was that day? No. How did I not know? How bad was it? Pretty bad because my nails were disgusting for those watching, like so gross. I was so busy and preoccupied with helping my parents feel comfortable, helping them get set up for Thanksgiving stuff that it just did not cross my mind. And I feel like people don't normally get engaged on Thanksgiving. I don't know. It just was not on my radar whatsoever. Matt was acting so normal. We went on a walk that day. like It was so normal that I never, ever, ever questioned it. So Thanksgiving Day, we're there. Grandpa has us go around and say what we're grateful for. And it's important to know that five, six years ago, his grandpa had pulled us out into the circle of the family group and said, hey, Matt, Kelsey, I need you to sit in these stools and then proceeded to propose to me with one of those rubber like black O-rings you use for, I don't know, different faucets or whatever. And he goes, Matt, I realize you maybe haven't done this because you don't know how to do it. So I'm going to show you in front of the whole family. This is how you propose. You get down on one knee. And then he gave it to me. Grandpa did. It was so embarrassing and just like, yeah, completely embarrassing. We've moved multiple times since then. And Matt had saved that O-ring this entire time. And so back to the day of Thanksgiving this year, we're going around. We're saying what we're grateful for. And somehow Matt happens to be last. Again, me oblivious. Didn't really notice that was weird either. So he's saying the normal stuff, my family and blah, 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 my girlfriend. And then he says, and for my one of my for my grandparents, one of which embarrassed the living shit out of me five or six years ago. And then he pulls out the O-ring and he goes, with this exact same O-ring. And then at that point, we're across from each other and Matt just starts walking towards me. I black black out, he blacks out, and he gets down on one knee. And before that happens, I'm thinking, okay, first of all, this is happening. It's go time. But also I'm thinking, okay, he's proposing with an O-ring. I just need to collect my face. That's the ring I'm getting. Like we're very, we're both very practical people. My love language is not gifts. That's like lowest of the five. And so I'm just, I'm realist here. And I'm like, okay, we're just, we're balling on a budget. We have some big financial goals. That's just the ring that I'm going to have to say yes with. So I'm not paying attention. He walks towards me, pulls out a box, didn't know he had one, and doesn't say anything. He just stares at me. I can see in his eyes, like the dam, the wall is like barely holding up the tears and he can't say words. 
and he's down on one knee holding this box. I don't even look at what's in the box. I am not registering what ring I am getting. I'm just crying. He's crying. The family's crying. I say yes, even though he didn't ask me anything. I hug him. And then my dad, who knew the whole time because he asked his permission, goes, are you going to ask her? And that's when he asks me and I say yes. And it was just so cool because it was with our family, with the people we love. I had no clue, which is how I wanted it. And it was perfectly us. And it's funny because if you don't know, I've actually been in the wedding industry for years. I used to do wedding hair and makeup. So I have been to a million weddings. Both Matt and I were in the Greek system in college. So our friend groups are wide and large and we have been to tons of weddings. So my brain goes immediately after, okay, well, that was fun. Now we have that commitment. Let's just go on with life, buy the house we want, all the things, and then maybe we'll get married in a couple of years. No, no, Matthew wanted to get the party going. He had decided that it was time to get engaged. So therefore, why wouldn't we throw together a couple hundred people party in 2023? You're listening to this, yes, at the end of 2022. And yes, my friends, we're doing the damn thing. And I share that long story because A, it's cute. It's cool to share it. I'm excited. I'm over the moon joyful. And it's just been nothing but fun and a little bit of stress planning all of this. But B, here's really what it comes down to. I'm also a business owner. And this is a big life shift that is impacting my business. And I think it's cool to talk about how and how I'm navigating it and how you can be excited and focused and really create a schedule and a flow that honors these important life events that can come up. And I think it's important to talk about it. So that's why I wanted to share the cute story of how it happened. But I also kind of wanted to roll up her sleeves and get to work here because I think life does happen. And in this specific instance in my life currently today, this is a good thing. I'm excited. It's fun. But sometimes things come up that aren't so great. And I think it's important to know how to course correct and really build your business for you when those shifts happen. Because the truth is I had already mapped out next year, my plans for business. In fact, my last podcast episode, that was a solo episode. It was about doing 75 hard and I hate to break your little heart, but we're not doing it anymore. I said, you know what? We're celebrating in this season. So that's a big shift that happened too. And I want to own that and communicate how I came to that decision. And I wish there was more content or people sharing these real life things that do happen in real time. So that way we can really figure out how to course correct. Because at the end of the day, that's what being a business owner is all about. So that's what we're going to dive into from here. I, again, had planned on my entire business. I had all my launches planned out. I had all the different offers that I have kind of mapped together. And I'm working on some really exciting stuff for the new year that I'm still going to do and very excited about. But it was all kind of mapped out. And once we got engaged and we for sure decided, you know what, we do want to do this in 2023, I tabled, scratched all of it and started over. And I'm going to share with you today specifically how I did all of this and why. Because I think, again, once I got engaged, and that's a big life change, that also is a time change, financial, all of those things come into play. And I think it's important to talk through how you can set your business up to create space for those things. So what I did Number one was scratch everything, just started completely over. And Matt and I sat down and we really talked about what was most important for us in a wedding. Like, what did we visualize it looking like? At that point, we had already been kind of having conversations 
of things like who would be in the bridal party if we were to get married? Would it be a big wedding or a small wedding? So we had already been having those kinds of conversations for months, years, honestly, leading up to this, because again, we've been to so many that it was pretty easy to sit down and get on the same page about these things. Though some things did surprise me, but I think it's important to talk through and make these decisions as a couple. And so for personal life, for the wedding, it was all about we want to have a fun wedding. We want to have a really good dance party. And we want all of our favorite people to be there. And so when it came to looking at venues and budgeting and all of those conversations, they stem from that at the core of it. And that helped us stay focused. We've already booked quite a few vendors actually, but it's helped us to stay focused on what really matters. And what's cool is I actually apply that same methodology to running my business. So once I answer those questions for our wedding and just how we see this next year going personally, I applied the same mindset to my business. So what really matters most for my business? And for me, I kind of came to this place of ease. I want 2023 to just flow. I am tired of hustling and chasing people around. And I've built a really solid funnel and system basically where I can serve the heck out of people through this podcast, through an online community that's coming up, through a newsletter that's going to be more intentional and focused, and then serving the heck out of people like you. And ideally, you grow to a place where six, seven-figure business owner needing some support as the CEO, then let's have a conversation about working together. I am done. (laughs) I am done trying to hustle for small little projects here and there. I am done putting together custom small, tiny packages that ultimately don't get you to your goals and are more time intensive for me. And so I am really building my business out of a place of ease and service. That's the entire mantra for next year. And it's cool because that also knowing that from today, knowing that that's the goal for next year allows me to be really intentional about how I map everything out for the rest of the year. So once we got clear on the personal stuff and the business stuff, then then this is what looks a little bit different this time of year. Normally, I would sit and map out my holidays and in my vacations or like the things I know I'm doing. I know I'm going to January to go to my mastermind with my coach. I know I'm going to be hosting a retreat in Baja. So those are knowns and they're already in the calendar. But then we hurried up and picked a wedding date. I blocked out the whole week. So the wedding kind of falls in the middle, but a week off on a couple of days before, a couple of days after knowing family is going to be in town, last minute stuff, already blocked that out. We already have our bachelorette party days. I have no clue where we're going. But I went and plugged all that stuff in first because to have it visual and to be able to see, okay, knowing these things are coming up and when they are, that's helpful. And when it comes to business, then I know where I can slot in other things that energetically take a little bit more work. The example being whenever you're rolling something new out, whether it's a brand new full business or a new offer or you're having an event. Think of it like hosting a party. You can't just have a party and not tell anyone about it. It takes time. You have to create your invite list, just like I'm doing for the wedding, right? Like create the invite list. Then you have to get the contact info. Then you have to build the invitation and send it to people. There's noticeable steps that happen before the event takes place. Same thing for business. And so knowing that I planned all of my launches or as I call them, hype events in between those cracks of those core weeks that I'm gone because I'm not going to be able to show up and launch a new thing in September, 2023. It's not happening because I am going to be in full wedding mode. And I know that therefore I built my business to allow me to show up and hype up and launch things in between those times where I have those for sure commitments that I don't want to compromise on. And then 
I still have a plan for my business in the months where I'm busier or focusing on the wedding or other things too. But then this allows me to have more stability in my business. This is something I wish I would have known when I launched my coaching business because it can feel very feast or famine if you allow it to. But if you create like a healthy cadence with what you're building and when you're hyping stuff up, it allows for more stability. So that is why I built my business this way. And that's how I'm strategizing for next year. Then the last thing I did once all of that was done, so I plugged in all the knowns, I plugged in all the wedding stuff, I plugged in all the launches and things I'm hyping up, and then I planned out the rest. So every month has a focus. It has some kind of intention, whether I'm speaking to someone just starting a business or I'm speaking to an established business owner who's just kind of burnt out and putting themselves last. Whoever that person is, I have laser clarity on who I'm speaking to and why. So that way the content I'm putting out there has like an end user, I'm hoping to target with it. And then you can see how that kind of that intentionality will help me be able to launch successfully and match make my offers to the right people because I'm already starting to speak to them. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense as you're listening and watching this. But I feel like this just reinvigorated the need to be really intentional with my schedule, realistic too, of how long things take. For me, I don't believe in launching back to back to back. So if I say wanted to come up with five new things for next year in my business, I would not go month to month to month. Here's the new thing. Here's the new thing. Here's the new thing. Because my audience would get overwhelmed. You listening would probably get overwhelmed and confused. So I do think some things take repetition. And I do think there's something to be said about just serving, literally just giving value, giving support. I also think that's extremely valuable and important too. So I have a lot of that emphasis throughout the months next year. Now, just some general advice too, as I'm entering the season of double dutch, really, I'm planning my business stuff and recalibrating that, and I'm planning a wedding on a budget for a lot of humans. So there's a lot of decisions that have to be made quickly, and I just wanted to give a few quick pointers for A, me, to re-listen to this at another time and remind myself of, but B, you listening may find this valuable too. I just think that there's so many lessons I'm learning as I'm going through this process that definitely apply to my business world. And there's so many things that I've figured out in business that have made the planning process even easier as a bride. So here they are. There's three of them. The first one is simple. The first one is give yourself grace. Meaning if things don't work out, if things feel like they are stressing you out, if something doesn't go your way, if you fail, If say you budgeted a certain amount and you get quotes and you're not going to be able to be within that, give yourself some grace and space to make these decisions because they in the moment can feel like a big deal, but in the grand scheme, it's a small little thing. And this is something I have to remind myself of constantly. This is something I literally had to remind myself of like this morning. So give yourself grace, have fun, pause and enjoy both sides of it, the business stuff and the personal stuff. You can be stoked on your personal life and stressed in business. You can have business going amazingly and personal life can be hard. And I think that's the blessing and the curse of being an entrepreneur, right? Like those emotions can coexist and you have the opportunity to navigate through them at the same time in a way that hopefully is sustainable. The number two is this, get clear on what matters most. And as you heard earlier, as I was talking about the wedding stuff and planning, but also in my business, that's the first step I did. And that is not something I always have done in the past. In fact, when I initially planned this entire episode before today, it was all about lessons learned from 2022. That was my initial goal with this podcast episode. But as 
I went to sit down today and record this, this just feels more relevant. This is what's on my mind right now. And so I adjusted along the way. And it's because I asked myself the question, what matters most right now? What do I wish was out there as a bride who also runs a business and a networking community and a podcast and all these different things? What kind of content do I want to listen to? And would I seek as a source of advice or support for what I'm doing? So get clear on what matters most. Anytime you're feeling lost, check back in with that. I think oftentimes we really notice this with social media. People either are posting consistently or they stress out or they don't know how to show up. They don't know what to say. And oftentimes it's because they lost the vision of where they're going. And so anytime you're feeling that way, when you can revisit your why, you can get clear on really the things that are non-negotiables, that are true to you, really core, important pieces of who you are, who your business is for and why you're doing the thing, the more you're aware of that, then it's a lot easier to show up, to share content and have a game plan and commit to that. And anytime you're feeling lost, I always tell people to go back to there first. Sometimes that's not the problem, but most of the time it is. Then the last just general advice with all of this stuff, all this change happening is kind of speaking to the business side, but also the wedding planning side, focus on activities and tasks that move the needle forward. And what do I mean by that? It's so easy to get caught up in the details, literally me on Pinterest last night, and get distracted, feel overwhelmed, feel like there's so much to do and so much to focus on that you have to be able to pull yourself out of that spiral and be aware of what specific tasks are going to move the mark forward and when they have to happen. In the wedding space, there are specific things that need to be ironed out, figured out a little earlier on. So be aware of them. And if you don't know, listen to a podcast from a wedding pro. Talk to friends who've gotten married before. Talk to other people in the industry who you know. Use them as resources to get clarity on where you should be putting your energy. Because if you are looking for advice, just general wedding advice, everyone is going to give you their opinion. There's so much content out there on social media through friends and stuff that if you aren't asking the hard question, which is what should I be focusing on right now? What matters right now? then you're going to get lost and you're just going to be working 24-7. And then on the business side, same thing. I think a lot of people put a lot of different tasks on their to-do list that feel productive, but at the end of the day, don't actually lead to forward motion in their business and they feel stuck and that's why. So those three pieces of advice, I am constantly reminding myself of more so today now than probably ever because I'm experiencing it both personally and professionally. And I just think that could be some helpful advice for you. And then I just want to add a little asterisk here. I also think it's important to focus on you. Take care of your health, mind, body, spirit. You know, Some things that we're doing, I'm doing, is I'm committing to moving every day. Even though we took a hiatus on the 75 hard, my idea, even though we took a hiatus, I still am trying to stick to some of the framework within that. For me specifically, that means moving every day. That means reading every day. The power list, which is actually part of phase one, that's something that I've implemented in my schedule too. And I also am trying to be more intentional about eating more. It's something I struggle with when I'm busy and stressed. And I know that about myself. A little tiny hack that's been helpful for me is adding collagen to my coffee. It has some protein in there. I'm also trying to get my crazy undercut (laughs) to grow out. And collagen is great for hair, skin, and nails. So it feels like a great time to ramp that up. The one I use is First Form. It's chocolate. I'll have it in the show notes if you want to grab it too. But it's amazing, tastes great. And that's just a little thing that I've been doing every morning that's been helpful. We also drink our greens and our reds every day just to get that in our system and just trying to be healthier. I mean, in general, it's hard this time of year. I think a lot of us struggle, but 
in general, just trying to move and remind ourselves that the more we take care of ourselves, the better we feel, the better we can show up in all those other areas of our lives. And I feel the added stress kind of in all areas right now. And I'm trying my best to still honor me and take care of myself. I'm definitely not doing perfect. And the reason I talk about it so much is because I need the reminder too. So that's it, folks. That's the story. That's how it all happened. That's how it's affecting my business and the decisions I'm making for the next year. And I hope that this episode is helpful for anyone having a big life, personal, or just pivot happening that has disruptive what they thought the next year would look like for business. And know that that's okay. And also get it in front of it. If that change is coming, if something is in the works that's going to change how you're going to be able to show up and plan out your year, adjust it because you're the boss. That's why we do this thing. So please, if you're listening to this and you found it helpful, I would love to hear from you. Please share this episode with any friends who are newly engaged and could use some extra support during the season or business owners going through a personal life adjustment or pivot. And I just appreciate you for tuning in. Thank you for an amazing year and we'll catch you again in 2023. And that's a wrap. Thank you for hanging out on this week's episode of When I Grow Up with your host, Kelsey, aka me. As always, I love what I do and it's because of you. Be sure to check out the website, kelseymarieknutson.com slash podcast for today's show notes. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. That's all for now. Catch you next time on When I Grow Up.